Saturday morning, the day after the day Ohio State exited the NCAA basketball tournament. And I can't believe I just spoke that sentence, but I did. And here we are. And I'm Bruce Hooley, and this is the We Tackle Life podcast. And we'll try to make sense of what transpired at Mackey Arena. Hope you're having a good morning. I know that the NCAA tournament lost much of its luster for many of you because you, like me, are Ohio State basketball fans. And we're digging out from a 75-72 loss to Oral Roberts in overtime. A 15 beating a 2. It's not the first time it's happened. It's the ninth time it's happened. So it happens, but it doesn't happen every year. And it shouldn't have happened yesterday. And we'll go through the reasons and the fallout and the future and all that today before I head to Dayton for the high school basketball state boys semifinals in divisions one and two. Good luck to DeSales. Good luck to Westerville Central. Congratulations to Worthington Christian and DJ Moore, who hit a game-winning jumper at the corner of the elbow at the buzzer yesterday. So we could have used that DJ uh, who is going to Liberty. The Buckeyes could have used that yesterday, but we didn't get it. So as we begin the podcast today, a reminder, our official law firm is Willis Spangler Starling. They are in Hilliard, and they are awesome. Workers' comp, employment law, personal injury, wills estate planning, probate, you name it, they can do it. They're great. Remember the name. And I understand maybe you don't need an attorney right now, but if and when you do, Willis Spangler Starling is the place to go. They're on Truman Boulevard. They're online at willisattorneys.com. Okay. Um, wow. Colin Haas Hill of 11 Warriors uh, has an amazing array of statistics today in his story about this loss. Uh, I focused in my story yesterday on PressProsMagazine.com on Dwayne Washington, not because Dwayne Washington lost the game, but because Dwayne Washington had numerous opportunities to win the game. He's who Ohio State chose to ride with in crucial situations. And Dwayne, for all his awesome play this year, has not had very good luck at the end of games. He missed a layup at Northwestern that could have won that game. He missed a layup at Michigan State that I don't know if it could have won it or put it in overtime, but he missed the layup. He got hacked, but he missed it. And he had multiple opportunities yesterday. Uh, I remember many years ago covering the NCAA Final Four. The championship was in Denver at McNichols Arena. It was UNLV against Duke. Uh, it was not the year that Duke beat UNLV. It was the year that UNLV beat Duke like a drum by 30 in the championship game. Mike Krzyzewski on Sunday at the Final Four was talking about a player on his team that very few people remember named Phil Henderson. And Mike Krzyzewski said, Phil Henderson is not afraid to miss the last shot. And a lot of media people thought he meant Phil Henderson is not afraid to take the last shot. And they asked Coach K about that, and he said, no, anybody is willing to take the last shot. Only the best players are willing to deal with the fallout of missing the last shot. So Dwayne Washington is that kind of player. He's supremely confident, and he is 
certainly okay with his team's chances for victory riding on his shoulders. He just hasn't been able to make that last shot this year for Ohio State, and he had several opportunities yesterday, one at the end of regulation and one at the end of overtime. Justin Arns also had an opportunity at the end of overtime. So when you're down three and you get looks from Justin Arns and Dwayne Washington and neither one goes in, it's not your day. You're not meant to win that game. And they didn't. So let's go through why. I will admit I think they were not as energetic, as fresh-legged, but I also don't think they took Oral Roberts as seriously as they needed to. I think the players thought everything was fine after their Big Ten tournament. That's troubling because when you don't have Kyle Young because of the concussion, you're down a man. Kyle Young's a really important part of what Ohio State does. And so that's an upperclassman issue. That's an issue that should not happen. And coaches can talk all they want to about being ready, respecting everybody, everybody's good in this tournament, blah, blah, blah. You still have to, as players, internalize that and muster up enough respect for who you're playing to go out and take the game away from them. And as I noted in Colin Haas Hill's story, I focused on Ohio State's failures yesterday. I didn't realize how inept Oral Roberts played. While they had more energy and while they did a lot of nice things, driving Ohio State to the basket and taking advantage of screen and roll, getting their leading scorer to the basket, ORU missed 14 of 15 shots in the middle of the first half. And Ohio State is playing against a team that is the worst defensive team in a tournament. And during that stretch Ohio State stunk offensively because they did what they do during a regular season they settle for open shots not good shots and it's just amazing to me how these same problems that dogged this team all year offensive droughts and silly turnovers at the wrong time they're not a team that turns it over a ton they turn over 15 times against Oral Roberts 10 in the second half in overtime and, um, wow. So, uh, I thought Chris Holtman was trying to squeeze that win out yesterday to the detriment of using his bench like he used it in the regular season. Um, and I understand the timeouts are longer in the tournament and everybody gets more rest. But on a day where nobody was making threes, other than Dwayne making his first three and then continuing to shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot, and shoot from three, I think you got to try Michi Johnson. I think you got to try Eugene Brown, and maybe it's their day. Uh, I don't know if Michi ever got in. Uh, I'm not, I don't have a box score in front of me. I don't. Uh, Eugene got in right at the end of the first half. Eugene's had a couple games this year where he's hit big threes. Typically he doesn't, but, you know, strange things happen. So with Kyle out, I know they banked on the tournament's longer timeouts, giving their guys rest. They never look fresh. They never look fast. They never looked urgent. They never look good. Um, EJ Liddell, at times, you know, was was dominant, and at times the officials just allowed EJ to get absolutely mugged. I mean, it is a complete and total joke that the foul they called on Musa Jallo that put ORU on the line to tie the game at the end of regulation is in the officials' minds a foul 
And what happens to EJ Liddell in the lane when he's surrounded by three guys and he gets mugged and he ends up on the floor is not a foul. That's a joke. Musa Jallo, look at the replay, did not foul that kid. He extended his arms straight up in the air and never moved. And I don't know what that ref is dude looking at. Like the dude missed a shot and Ohio State got the rebound. I know it's one call. It's a huge call. Huge call. Because then you get the hand, ball in the hands of C.J. Walker, Dwayne Washington, and you probably put the game away at the free throw line. Although Dwayne had a chance to get us closer in overtime at the free throw line, and he missed two. And when you're an 88% shooter at the line, you can't miss two late in the game. High State had a four-point lead late in regulation. Dwayne Washington turnover, E.J. Liddell turnover. After ORU misses, put the game away. It's just uh, so maddening. So, uh, just just listen to this. Oral Roberts shot 27% in the second half and won the game. They went four of 17. You say, wow, they're shooting threes. They're not, they're the nine they made, were the eight they made were threes. No, four were threes. They went four of 17, 23%. If I told you they were going to shoot 23% from three, would you have thought Ohio State would win? Yes. Oral Roberts was out-rebounded in the second half, 24 to 10. They made one shot in the last five minutes. And none in the last 428. And they won. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, let me talk about Dwayne a little bit. I, I don't know that you can coach the bad stuff out of Dwayne. Uh, he's made a lot of progress in three years. Um, he's always going to believe he can make the shot. And so, every open shot is a good shot for him. And he doesn't have that inner governor that okay I missed my last four maybe I need to get to the rack I missed my last four maybe I need to like I need to see the ball go through the net somewhere before I shoot another three and um, he's better at it than he was but he's not he's not able to navigate that equation as often as great players navigate that equation I will say that that's what's left on the horizon for Dwayne to adopt and become a truly special player. He's already a really good player. He's already a big ten all Big Ten player, third team all Big Ten player. I, I love Dwayne Washington. I hurt for Dwayne Washington. Um because he takes it so seriously and he's so he he's he's not a selfish player. Don't don't get me wrong here. He's not a selfish player. Uh he genuinely believes he can do it. And um he played hard. He didn't play smart in stages yesterday. And that's hard to get a kid to understand the difference because his passion to win drives him to shoot the ball, to believe he can do it. And that's a really confounding, I'm sure, thing for Chris Holtman to try to navigate with Dwayne and help Dwayne balance his um, belief with reality. Um, so they're out, Purdue's out. Um, and, um, I thought Ohio state got, you know, a tough draw. I didn't think they got a bad draw. Florida would have been an issue for them without Kyle young. I, I just can't even equate how important he is to what they do because Kyle young gets you easy baskets around the basket and he gets you hustle rebounds and he infects other people with the way he plays. He's a leader on the team. So to not have him is really tough and it just frosts my pumpkin 
that Kyle Young has had two concussions this year, and neither one of them motivated the officials to even go look at the monitor. I don't care if you say, ah, inadvertent, nothing there. Go look at it. Like, the dude has a concussion. Could you give him the courtesy of looking at the foul on the monitor, at least? Officiating stinks in college basketball. I know it's a hard game to officiate. You're elite at what you do. Do it better. Um, okay, so future. There were a lot of questions after the game, and I, I here's the thing. It's not the time to ask big-picture questions after a game, but you don't know when you're going to get Coach Holtman again, so you have to ask big-picture questions after the game. So I don't fault anyone who asked a big-picture question after the game. It's just really hard after you dropped an overtime game to Oral Roberts to hear questions like, and this wasn't exactly how it was phrased, but there were questions to Holtman about, you know, you've been here four years and you haven't been able to get out of the first weekend of the tournament. And, you know, that's true, but with what he inherited, did anybody expect him to get out of the first weekend of the tournament the first two years? Of course not. Like, they got in the tournament the first two years, and they won a game in the tournament the first two years, and they were, uh, what, 12 and upset a five in Iowa State? I mean, to pair the first two years in the NCAA tournament under Chris Holtman to this year and in and makes any kind of a case in a question that it's like been a bad four years is that's just not accurate. I'll say that. It's just not accurate. Um, I think you can ask that question and say, um, maybe keep it on this year's team and say, you know, you have some glaring personnel weaknesses on this team in terms of you don't have a big at the rim to block shots. And Oral Roberts just kept driving into the basket either. So three or a layup, three or a layup. They don't take mid-range shots. So that's a hole in the roster you can talk about. Now, uh, there's I saw a – at this point in time, I would just have to say it's a rumor that the big kid from Penn State, I think his name's Harar, the kid who like gets offensive rebounds like I eat pizza, um, he's in the transfer portal. Like Miles Dredd's in the transfer portal. Every, almost every kid from Penn State's in the transfer portal. Although now their new coach, Micah Shrewsbury, he was a Purdue assistant, so he's going to be all over those kids now to try to get him to stay. Um, Brockington, Isaiah Brockington from Penn State's in the transfer portal. Um, does Ohio State pull guys from the transfer portal? Sure, I think they, they could. You know, They don't have a big coming in, um, and they need one. So Harar would be a big uh, catch. Any big across the country who's talented would be a big catch for Ohio State. It would take them up a notch. Is Kyle Young coming back? I don't know. C.J. Walker's not coming back. He made that clear yesterday. Um, so I don't know how you fix that. Ibrahima Diallo has been, I don't know what he is. Like They've had him in the program two years. He had injury issues this year. Can he be a guy at the rim that can block shots? Zed Key really surprised me. Zed did not have a good last eight games. He didn't get out there much yesterday. He missed some shots he normally makes. Um, I'm just I'm I'm bummed, man, because I thought they could get to the Sweet 16, and their seed says they should have gotten to the Sweet 16. They were the number six overall seed in the whole tournament. But they're based. They're there based on Kyle Young, and Kyle Young didn't play. And 
Uh, they're not there solely because of Kyle Young, but he's part of the package. Okay, I'm rambling because I'm just like the rest of you trying to make sense of what the heck. How in the world does this happen? So let me try to get out of this oh, woe is me mindset by telling you about my friends at auiinfo.com. They're health insurance brokerage. They have all the answers about health insurance. If you're a family, you're the head of the family, you're an individual, you know you need health insurance, you don't want to navigate all the benefits, co-pays, hospitals, this, that, and the other, can somebody give me the answers? Yes, auiinfo.com can give you the answers, and it's free because, as I've said many times before, they're paid by the health insurance company to set them up with customers. And so that's what they do, and you should avail yourself of their service because they're awesome, and you, they're just such nice people, too. Chrissy, Steve, Julie, all the people at auiinfo.com are great. So use them, and if you're a business owner and you are trying to put a package together for your employees across the spectrum of uh, you know health, dental, vision, disability coverage, AUI does that, too. So just remember their name and please access them on the web at auiinfo.com. And then they'll, there's a chat thing there. So you just can go to the site, put in what plan you have, what you're comfortable spending, what you need, and they'll uh, give you their recommendations, auiinfo.com. Uh, I feel like I need to say more about Ohio State. Uh, I need to say this. Chris Holtman's a great coach, and anybody who questions Chris Holtman is nuts. Um, I think... Uh, Look, the Seth Towns thing didn't work out. It hadn't worked out. Seth was limping around yesterday. He's not healthy. It appears to me he's not healthy enough to help him. And I don't know if he can get healthy in another year. Um, I hope he can for his sake, for the team's sake. He doesn't look... I can't envision him. Let's put it this way. I can't envision him being explosive. But I know that a coach of a really good D1 program in the state of Ohio that's almost always in the regionals and very often in the final four in D1, said when Seth Towns came to Ohio State that if he's right, Ohio State got the best player on its team. And that's a big statement with E.J. Liddell and Dwayne Washington. So we, I don't think we saw the real Seth Towns this year, and um, I hope Seth is committed to basketball more than he's committed to anything else. And if he is, then there's hope, and if he's not, then he'll be what – he was this year, next year. Um, but other teams in the Big Ten got more consequential transfers than Seth Towns, and that's not Seth's fault if his knee won't cooperate. Everybody wants to be 100%. I'm sure he's put in all the work. Um, he sat out two years, and um, he made some big shots and had some big contributions at times this year to win at Illinois. Some other places, big in the uh, – Big Ten tournament against Illinois and he over or against maybe it was Michigan I forget but they need Seth Towns to be dynamic they need a wing who's dynamic they don't have one they have um, EJ inside they have Dwayne outside they need a dynamic wing Justin Sewing Justin Sewing's not a dynamic wing he's okay he's a good player he's not a great player so there's questions about roster construction and everybody questions everything when you lose a tournament game but I'm not questioning Chris Holtman. He, I'm, I'm not going to say he'll figure it out. He's figured it out. He's been the best hire of the hiring season when he was hired. Nobody else has gotten his team into the NCAA tournament more often and won more games than Chris Holtman. And I know you're disappointed and I'm disappointed, but stow your disappointment when you come to questioning anything that he's done because he's fine and they've got McKaylee Branham from St. V. I think he's from St. V. And I get to see him play today. 
against uh, George Mangus and Lima Shawnee. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, don't hold me to that on Branham. I'm, I'm sure he's. I'm not sure he is with St. B. Maybe he is. I hope he is because I want to watch him, see what he's got. Uh, got online this morning. EJ Liddell posts a very. It's just a very um, sad Twitter thread where some idiot is f-bombing him and all kinds of things about missing a one and one. Look, you think EJ didn't want to make the one and one? <laughs> what stupid. And it just, I, I'm astounded. Look, I say things about players too, and I probably go over, I do go over the line. I'm frustrated. I'm, I stopped myself yesterday from tweeting about Musa Jallo because he, he didn't help him much. Let me put it that way. And, um, and I get frustrated with Justin missing threes. They are kids. They're somebody's sons. Okay. And I need to remember that. And this idiot that was tweeting at EJ needs to remember that. And EJ, don't read your Instagram messages. And don't read your Twitter mentions. I don't. I finally learned that. Don't read it. Because you're a great player, EJ. And you gave everything you had in that game. And you had a double-double. And um, just stupid for anybody to come at EJ Liddell like they came at EJ Liddell yesterday. What is wrong with you, idiot, who did that? So, uh, thankfully, a lot of Ohio State fans and a lot of Michigan fans came to EJ's defense. And um, so, EJ, don't let one random moron ruin what was a great sophomore year for you and what is a, um, a great life ahead for you. Okay. So, uh, I'm going to head to Dayton today for the tournament. I want to leave you with a faith portion of the podcast today. Uh, my daughter today is going on a college visit. She's um, she's a coveted college freshman. She's uh, she's an amazing young young girl, young lady. And I was thinking about her today. And um, wouldn't it be cool to be back on the cusp of your senior year, your whole life in front of you? And I'm so proud of her because. She committed her life to Christ at an early age. God has his hand on her. And um, she just figured it out at an early age spiritually. And so I was thinking about all the things in her life ahead and trying to envision the impact she can make on the world and the impact she can make for Christ. And so I was in my Bible, um, as, I, as I am, on... Um, most days, starting it in Proverbs. And I came across uh, some verses today that I want to try to tie together. Proverbs 20, verse 27, The lamp of the Lord searches the spirit of a man. It searches out his inmost being. Okay, so God has a searchlight. He searches out our inmost being. Proverbs 21, 2, All a man's ways seem right to him, but the Lord weighs the heart. So the Lord has a searchlight, searches out the innermost being of a man, and he can see right to your heart and find out what your motivations are. Proverbs 21.30, this is the final one. There is no wisdom, no insight, no plan that can succeed against the Lord. I'm very proud's, of, proud's maybe not the right word. I'm very gratified that my daughter has ordered her life the way she has through her first uh, 17 years. 
and I'm excited about what lies ahead of her. And I thought about my own life, and I thought about how many years have gone by since my senior year and the regrets that I have making God wait on me for so many uh, decades. And then for some reason, I had a vision, a, a, a thought about the thief on the cross. The thief on the cross who turned to Jesus and said, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said, Tell, today you will be with me in paradise. The thief on the cross had wasted his life, made a lot of bad choices. Other than Jesus, you didn't end up on a cross by making good life choices. Jesus ended up on a cross because that was his mission in coming to earth, and men are evil, and they um, did not accept his teaching. And But Jesus needed to go to the cross for our benefit, not because he deserved being there. The thief deserved being there. And yet Jesus, in the last moments of that thief's life, was still willing to extend grace and forgiveness to someone whose life had long ago tipped in the balance of bad over good and evil over good. And so I thought about how spiritually we are all on the cusp of something great for the kingdom of God if we are determined to submit to God like the thief was in that moment. We don't have to be young and on our way to a college visit and have, and have ordered our life choices in an extremely wise way during our upbringing. God loves screw-ups. <laughs> Thank goodness he does, because here sits one, a big one, and his grace is unending. I had an earworm Monday morning. You know what that is, right? A song stuck in your head. You can't get it out. And, of course, now I can't think exactly what the words are. Uh, I think it's something along the lines of, Our mistakes are many. His mercy is more. You can never out God's mercy. But there must be a thief on the cross moment in your life where you say, I've totally screwed this up and I want to be forgiven and I want to be productive and I want to repent. Now, repent is not regret. Repent is reverse. You change your ways. You reverse course. Okay? So you're sorry you screwed your life up? Yeah, I guess that's the first step toward repentance, but it's not the whole poor it's not the whole entire process of repentance. Repentance is changed behavior. Don't get screwed up now. Behavior doesn't earn salvation. Salvation is a gift. 
Repentance is the authentic repentance is the step to receive salvation. But changed behavior is the way you authenticate it. Stamp it. This is authentic. Bruce's repentance is authentic. He changed his ways because he's so grateful he's been forgiven. It's the outgrowth of your appreciation for the free gift of salvation, forgiveness, redemption, that you did nothing, nothing to earn. I hope I make that clear on every podcast. I hope I never, ever, ever plant a seed in anyone's mind that you earn your forgiveness, you earn your salvation. You cannot earn it. It is the free gift of God, lest anyone boast. So... There are many things in life more important than an Ohio State basketball tournament run. Saving the lives of unborn children, correcting the error of things being planted in the minds of our kids about who they are and how much they're loved by God, Um, poverty, discrimination, racism, all horrendous evils, much more important than an Ohio State basketball extended tournament run. But we all missed out on something fun. And in the grand scheme of life, it's but a blip. But the gift of sports, the gift of loving a team, the gift of living vicariously through the Buckeyes is one of the many blessings that God puts in our life. And so we'll wait for another day, another season, and hope we get to experience the fullness of that particular joy. But by far, the most important joy we can experience is fellowship with God through his forgiveness offered by his son Jesus at the cross. So I leave you with that today, and I hope you enjoy your weekend. And I will talk to you again on Monday. Everybody have a wonderful weekend. Good luck to the Worthington Christian Ballers, the DeSale Stallions, and the Westerville Central Warhawks as they chase state championships. As Mr. Spielman mentioned a time or ten, I was fortunate enough to be on a couple state championship teams. <laughs> Long-time listeners of the podcast will get a chug a lot of that. So let's end the podcast with a laugh. Everybody have a great day.